You may know of a TV show. It may or may not be about an office. It may or may not have a boss named Michael Scott. He may or may not have a mug in an episode that says, World's Best Boss. I would not give Michael Scott that mug, if it were up to me, but I would give it to the landowner in this gospel. You work for one hour at the end of the day, and you get paid for the whole day? That's the world's best boss. And that landowner is Christ. He goes out with such a desire, seeking out laborers for this vineyard. He goes out by himself. He doesn't send somebody else to do it. He goes out at dawn and 9 a.m. and noon and 3 p.m. and 5. And we can take this to mean, we can understand from that, that Christ is seeking us always, not just when we're at Mass or when we want to seek Christ, uh, but even in the moments when we're running away from him, he's going out and at every moment of our day pursuing us. But maybe we've also felt sometimes like those folks hired at the beginning of the day who work their tails off and still just get what everybody else gets. I've been working on a project uh, for about six weeks with some friends of mine. They started an app a couple of years ago called Hallow. It's a Catholic prayer and meditation app. And so I've been working with them on something. They even let me pick the timeline for working on the project, which is great. So I said, six weeks, that'll be plenty of time. I'll work on it a little bit at a time. Uh, and then when it's time for it to be done, it'll be ready. And I got to the beginning of this week and I said, ooh, I should keep working on this project a little bit at a time, a little bit faster. I think they're still around from what I've heard. When I was at LaSalle in 10th and 11th grade, we had to make these posters for AP European and US history. And you had to make a poster about each unit of the textbook uh, with all this different information on it about dates and figures and important events. So that way, when you got to having to take the exam in May, you had all this information collected about the posters. And they were kind of a big deal. Uh, but for the first set of them, which is kind of like the practice round, but there was still a lot of pressure on it, uh, I decided I'll be fine. I'll just do them the weekend before they're due. And so, of course, on Friday, they were due on Monday, I got the flu. And so on Sunday night at like 9 o'clock, I'm sort of like throwing up into uh, a garbage pail and then also trying to assemble the posters. And I had gotten poster board that was too small for what I was putting on it. So uh, my posters were smaller than everyone else's and they had like sheets of paper that were hanging off of them. I remembered yesterday, I hadn't thought about this in a long time, it came back to me very clearly though, the grade that was on the bottom of that poster was the number 76. But how easy it can be for us to get caught up in the work we're doing instead of caught up in the gaze of God who comes to pursue us. And that landowner, he goes out and he pursues, not just because he needs somebody to get work done, he goes out because he delights in us, as we are. God seeks us out, but he also invites us to seek 
others out. You know, this reality of a day laborer is still very real. When I was in seminary on the main road near where we were, there were men every morning who would line up before most of us were awake, around 5 a.m., and they would wait by a bus stop or by a certain part of the road, and if somebody came by in a pickup truck and brought them to their farm for the day, they would come home with a wage. And if somebody didn't pick them or didn't come by, then they didn't come home with anything. It brings to mind for me uh, the homeless person you see keeping watch by McDonald's on Hoosick Street or up the road by Market 32, and how easy it can be for us maybe to think, why should they get part of the wage for which I've worked so hard? It's not an easy thing to talk about, but it also brings to mind, maybe like you've noticed, that three or four weeks ago, uh, Planned Parenthood opened up on Hoosick Street. It's the third largest Planned Parenthood in New York State. Uh, it's the largest one north of Westchester County. It's 7,000 square feet. And whatever you make of that, if people feel like we need that in our community, it's definitely telling us one thing. We're not seeking out mothers and helping them to feel empowered worthy, able to choose life. It means there's something on our end that we need to be doing better. But we can't seek others out unless we're letting God seek us out first. My mom told me that I guess a family friend of ours has been trying to get back in touch with my parents for a while. My parents have a landline. I think it's like a phone that plugs into the wall or something. And uh, so it has caller ID. Wow, big stuff. And I think it used to be that this friend, he must have gotten a different phone, but it used to be that his, his name would pop up. But it doesn't do that anymore. He got a new phone or something. So for months, he was calling and just this number showed up and my mom thought it was just a junk call so it would ring once and then she would hang up. And eventually one day my mom accidentally picked up the phone and said, oh, oh, hi Maury. And he very innocently, not knowing what had been going on, said, this is quite the voicemail that you have. It just rings once and then it hangs up on me. And we can do that to God sometimes, right? We do that. We're a little afraid of what might be on the other end, and so we just press stop before it rings for too long. We've spent so much of the last couple of months with these masks on our faces. Maybe you went back to school this week and you said, oh, my classmates look different. What happened to the bottom of their faces? So maybe it was the face stealer from Avatar got them. But I think it's kind of revelatory of something that's always going on with us, which is that when we're afraid, when we have situations that we don't understand, when we don't have the full truth of what's going on, and that is the situation we've been in with this pandemic, it reveals to us how much we have much larger, although invisible, masks that are on all of the time this need for certainty, this sense that we have to be in control, 
And when a situation beyond our control takes that away, we begin to panic. But God, he seeks us out with our masks, without our masks, but he wants us just as we are. The Father seeks us out and delights in us. I've been encouraged in recent weeks by the witness of Mary, the mother of God, this woman who carried God in her womb for nine months, who held him when he was a baby and held him when he came down from the cross. She let God seek her out. This angel came to her and she conceived. She sought out her son at Cana, prompted him to turn this water into wine. She knew how to be at his side, to seek him out when he needed her most. And she prays for us, too, in our loneliness or in our panic or confusion. She helps us to take off these masks of a false life and to let God look at us, to gaze on our face exactly as we are. She prays for us when we come to receive communion, receive the body and blood that she carried and knew so well. And to all of that, to that reality, we can only say what we say when we receive Holy Communion. Amen.